Hey guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov, in for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill, the thrill is for real. Seth Brodziak ahead, two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata, throws it off front, Dumba scores! Brian Walston for the wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. He blasts it Oh, my, what a shot. Fiala, Kaprizov scores! The thrill breaks the seal, and Minnesota wins in overtime. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and we give our takes, especially when those takes are about how freaking awesome it is that Marc-Andre Fleury is wearing Iron Range Red. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my enthusiastically attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how the hell are you, buddy? Dude, we're doing great over here. I mean, how awesome was that trade deadline for Minnesota Wild fans? And how awesome is it that we're, the Minnesota Wild are going for it, people? We've been saying it all year that they, they have a team talented enough to do it, and they just keep adding pieces to the arsenal. Oh, not to mention, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame, absolute legendary goalie Marc-Andre Fleury is now donning the Minnesota Wild crest on his chest and is going to be stealing playoff games for the Wild. It's, it's a great time to be alive. It sure is, man. Uh, listen, uh, I have been on record on this very podcast about being, let's call it skeptical about uh, the wild. Oh, we were. Andre there we were. Last week we were. <laughs> yeah. As recently as last episode. I want to tell, tell you, I don't give a shit about any of that anymore. I yeah, am no. so happy and so over the moon about this. Like I, I guess it was just, we'll call it a defense mechanism. The wild absolutely blew it out of the park uh, for this trade deadline and the craziest thing about it is they've managed to go all in on this year without totally screwing themselves right. for their real window that's going to open up in two or three years. Yeah. Like, we're all in this year, and then if it doesn't work out, that's fine. We just basically continue the same path just, otherwise. Just retool and do it again. We've we've seen Bill Guerin can retool a team very fast, so what's to say he can't retool a team like this for next season with Capel upcoming? Yeah, absolutely. It's truly just like unbelievable. His uh, talent meter, and I, I'm going to get into it with our new segment. His talent meter is unreal because I've, I've there's a lot of players he's picked up, and you know Fenton can get the can get the praise for Zuccarello. The next coming is Zuccarello, I guess. Yeah, uh, but you really got to give some credit where credit is due. Where Garen is concerned, when he picks up these players like Benino last season, this season Merrill Kulikov. I mean, it, hell, look at I mean, how Cole. good is Gaudreau last year versus Cole. this year, Freddie exactly. Gaudreau. Yeah, it seems like everybody that comes in here, no matter how long or short they're here, Billy G knows exactly when to bring these guys in and when to kind of cut them loose. Exactly. Um, it's great. And it's been such a long time since the Wild. I don't think the Wild have ever really had a general manager like that. And it's been no. such a long time since any Minnesota sports team has had that. 
Yeah. Really and truly. Um, so yeah, we're thriving right now. Let's uh let's get into the main part or the, the first part of the show here. We're gonna be introducing two new quick segments at the top of the show going forward. Uh, these are gonna be called cup clinks and stick taps. Stick taps are gonna be where we are gonna shout out like a cool moment in hockey from the week before, and cup clinks are gonna be where we're gonna raise a glass to something neat that happened. Um basically like just not directly in hockey. So, um, you know, it can be kind of related. It can not be at all, but for the most part, these cup clinks are going to be raising a glass to something neat that we can all appreciate. And I want to hear what your cup clink is. Uh, so Zooch, what is your cup clink this week? And, uh, what are you drinking to? What are we celebrating? You know, I'm celebrating Minnesota sports as a whole. It's been to that. It's been a long time in this state. Actually, I don't know ever if we can say we signed the biggest free agent. And the Minnesota Twins did that last week to the biggest contract given to any infielder ever. Granted, he may be out of here in a year. And to the fans pointing that out and being negative about that, I don't know. Look at you, producer Andy. Yeah. how, How can you not smile and be excited about that? Carlos fucking Correa is playing on your Minnesota Twins. He's your starting shortstop who many view as one of the best shortstops in the game. Your third baseman is a young, not young, but, you know, up-and-comer who's had a couple good seasons for the Yankees and a couple not-so-good seasons for the Yankees. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people they picked up, good players. The Twins are making moves up and down. And Minnesota Vikings just signs Adarius Smith. The Timberwolves picked up Pat Bev at the beginning of the season as kind of a little firecracker to get this, this Wolves team to where they are. I think the sports scene in Minnesota is turning a corner here. So my cup clink is to Minnesota sports and as a whole in the wild too, but I'll get to that. We'll talk a lot about that in this podcast. Well, we're going to talk a lot about the wild today. I thought that you were just going to do the Carlos Correa because holy shit, uh, that's awesome. And then Zadarius Thomas or uh, Smith signs here. Thomas, who is that? Um, <laughs> I want to just raise a toast to the Minnesota Timberwolves. A cup yeah. clink to you, my Timberwolves. Listen. I was there for the days when they had to like bribe fans in with dollar beers and dollar hot dogs on like a Saturday night game. In theory, the most expensive ticket in town and tickets were like $8 and you could (laughs) absolutely hammered and watch where in the world is Nikola Pekovic videos for like $12 total. I was there for those days and it is so cool. So exciting to see the Minnesota Timberwolves be not just like a pretty good team that'll kind of like, you know, sneak into the playoffs or whatever. Like the, the wolves are pretty good, like overall. So they got off to a rough start, which, you know, that happens new coach, new systems, all that. They started off four and nine since that time in like the second week of November, since then the Timberwolves have the third best record in the NBA. They are currently sitting up, Nine games above 500. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, and last night they dropped a game to the um Mavericks. And uh, they should have yeah, probably, they I think they probably should have won, probably should have won. won. But think about that when it's the last competitive, time, <laughs> exactly. When is the last time that, that like we've been able to say, oh man, the Wolves kind of uh, exactly like, dropped it there at the no. end against like a playoff team? No, no. Normally it's like, oh man, I can't believe that we just barely lost to the New Orleans yeah, Pelicans. Yep. Yeah, right. No, no. 
We're talking about Luka Doncic, who is doing everything in his power to keep his team above ground, above water, uh, while they're going through some injuries. And like the Timberwolves are right there with him. And it wasn't if it wasn't for a couple of silly mistakes down the at the uh, end of the stretch there. Who knows? Maybe they win. But the point of the matter is. I the love Luka are... Doncic, FYI. I just want to say oh, that. Oh, I do too. He's great. Uh, I got anyone who anyone who hates him as a Wolf fan, because I saw a lot of hate towards Luka last night. Oh, he's so annoying. Any of this. You have Pat Bev on your team. You can just, you know, we can cheer for both. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, you hate Pat Bev if he's not on your team. Luka's kind of like that. I thought it was hilarious he turned around after Pat Bev stepped back and made that three last night before. You know, it would have tied the game. And he goes like this. Luka just goes, shot dude good like, <laughs> job just too yeah. good man uh, yeah uh, seriously and truly and like pat bev is back next year yeah i'm so yeah. excited like huge this team, signing this team is gonna be terrific um again yeah super exciting to talk about um but another thing that's also very exciting and this is where uh this is my stick tap of the week i want to just give a shout out to our guy paul allen pa calls his first nhl game Last night as we're recording this, um, Monday night against, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights, PA, big Vegas guys, we all know. That was super awesome. It was very, very fun. Long time, long time friend of the show, Kevin Fallness, has always been telling us that we should mute the TV and, and just listen to the call on the radio. And I did exactly that. And I couldn't get the timing up quite right um, to have it match up perfectly, but I got it close enough that it didn't really bother me. And that was super fun. And like, I saw a bunch of hockey elitists that were basically like, PA should stick to football. He did this wrong. He did that, whatever. Hockey hockey is incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult to like call. And PA brought his signature energy. He was so fun. And like, he was all of a sudden, like he interviewed Bill Guerin in the middle of like calling the game for like, five, 10 minutes. And then like, he would be like, Billy G would be talking about like, oh, oh, hang on one sec. And Fiala gets a shot off. And you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> the game is happening. It was a really cool thing. Like you just like, it was a cool uh, experiment. And like, you know, no disrespect to Joe O'Donnell. We love Joe O'Donnell. He is great. And he's doing a terrific job this year as well. Um, I would not hate if they bring that experiment back for a couple of uh, a couple more times. I don't think that I would want it for all 82 games, but if it's like, you know, teams like Vegas or teams like Vancouver, which we'll get to uh, later on in the show, um, you know, where like PA has like some sort of connection to the team or something like that. Like, I think that'd be very fun. Yes. What was your, uh, what was your stick tap? Oh, my stick tap. Yeah. I mean, I kind of teased it during my, Cup clink, but Bill Guerin, trade deadline hero, kind of following the trend right now and going for it. It's a year they got, they need some goaltending help. What do they do? Get a legend. They need some size. What do they do? Get D'Lo up front to go bang bodies and fucking pot Geno's in front of the net on one timers. (laughs) You get Tyson Jost, very skilled player, perfect player to put in our very eccentric young rookie Brandon Duhame and D'Lo on the other side where you could just watch like he's already got a nickname for Duhame. He's calling him Doomer after the first period. I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Having a young kid like Doomer on the line, just looking like he wants to go out there and murder somebody when he's on the bench. Like those two on a line together is peak comedy. They just look unhinged waiting to go on the ice. Like they're just yeah. 
rabid dogs like let me out there want to go hit it, it, it furthers our long-standing theory that Brandon Duhame might be the funniest player in hockey. Yeah, he might be. He is hilarious. And and now we have D'Lo with him. I mean, D'Lo, last night, after he scored his goal, he looks at Cap and gives him the wink, sticks the tongue out. He's like, yeah, I can score goals too, buddy. Don't worry. I'll be protecting you too. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So we got we – got, we can talk a bunch about D'Lo. Tyson Jost, great skill guy, like I said, up the middle of those two is kind of the perfect storm. A uh, guy can create plays, feed it to those bigger guys out in front of the net. Anything can happen. Perfect out of your fourth line, exactly what you want. Oh, and you got Bukestead waiting to come in the ranks too. So, yeah. And Bugey on that line would be amazing. Then you got two skill guys, one of them bigger who can bang bodies as well. But I think one of the biggest trade assets the Wild picked up was Jacob Middleton from San Jose. Big defenseman. Yeah. Naughty. And throw the fist. We don't need Felino getting in every fight. And oh, by the way, is another big dude who can hit people down low just to get, you know, play started, get breakouts started. You need you need that in the playoffs. You need someone who can hit people in the corners and get the puck moving up the ice. And I think Jacob Middleton is perfect for that kind of play. Now the question is, who's coming out for him? Because someone is. I mean, they didn't trade for him to, you know, be an eighth D, but I don't know who comes out for him. Well, let's get into it then. Let's uh, let's yeah. do a deep dive on that because, yeah, I completely agree with that stick tap. Bill Guerin, deadline hero. And so, yeah, let's uh, let's break down the trade deadline here. Let's start with the the, the most, the, the final addition to the team was Jacob Middleton. Uh, so Jacob Middleton coming uh, back. Uh, 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 uh. We got future consideration. Oh, sorry. We got, we, got, we got a bag of pucks I'm and some so new sorry. markers and some whiteboards, okay? That's oh. correct. Um, okay. We're going to pour sorry, one out. I We're going to pour one head. out. No, no, no. We got <laughs> to do this. We got, we got, if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. And we're yep. going to start with the most recent trade. We have to start with the Minnesota Wild. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We have to start with the Iowa Wild. Sending the Seattle Kraken, Victor Rask, for future considerations. I, you know, it's probably like a $13 Taco Bell gift card. Um, and sweet, cool, good on them. Uh, Victor Rask gets to reunite with Ron Francis. And uh, I don't know. know. Listen to Wild fans bag on this guy because, you know, I think it's a good thing because now Seattle fans, they didn't give up anything for him. So what do they have? They don't care. So, okay. It turns it turns out Goodbye, that uh, sweet friends. future future considerations is actually a fan favorite in Seattle as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that's so mean, it, dude. It is kind of rude because it's yes, really mean. It, Russo, our our guy Mike Russo, he, he responded to a fan who had asked him, like, "Oh, how are we going to know what the future considerations are?" And Russo, I think, was just done with it. He's had so many questions. He's been you know writing gamers. He's like, "Wow, yeah, future considerations." Uh, Pretty much always means nothing. You remember nothing. how last summer the Arizona Coyotes uh, traded not once but twice uh, for a bad contract, <laughs> and the thing going back was literally nothing. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. the in-season version of that. yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, honestly, like all jokes aside, really hope Victor Rask like does well, gets another contract. He's a, seems like a great human being, and um, he got our Russian prince started two years in a row. So yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to say I've got nothing but love for him because that would be a lie. But, uh, you know, I really do hope that he does well. And uh, I definitely don't hate him. I used to, but I definitely don't anymore. Um, and we call that growth. 
Now, moving on to the more exciting and the slightly more impactful trades. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. That was so mean. Um, but let's talk about it. Uh, Jacob Middleton from the San Jose Sharks coming back in exchange for Capo Kakinen and a fifth round pick. Uh, you already touched on it. He's Love a strong it. presence. He is a big physical guy. He's very solid in his own his own zone. He's not going to help out a ton on offense, but he's big, no. he's strong, and he is technically a rookie. He's only played like 50-something games. Uh, I think his total games played is like 54. Um, he's great on the penalty kill as well, which yeah. and I need. So. Yeah, no, for real. And he's very, very strong on the, pen, on the PK. We saw uh, – well, we didn't see that on Monday, but we'll see it on Thursday. And um, – you know, he's a pending RFA, and as long as he plays in 14 games, he'll he'll remain an RFA. But if he plays in 13 or fewer games, he will become a pending UFA, which means, of course, more money and blah, blah, blah. But um, there is pretty much zero chance that that happens because there are 21 games left in the season plus a playoff run. So, Zooch, you kind of touched on it in your uh, stick taps, but um, if, you're Dean Evison, if you're Dean Evison, who's coming out? I have I have my answer, but I'll be curious me, me, what yours is. My dad texted me that too because I he he was kind of he follows hockey, but he's not really you know following all these teams. He watches the Wild, so when we mm-hmm. new players, you know, he shoots me a text. He's like, "What can you tell me?" He knew Tyson Jost was obviously played at North Dakota, mm-hmm. college hockey guy, but and I was like, Jacob Middleton, pretty much a giant in comparison to our other. <laughs> 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 so I said, a very big defenseman. Great on the penalty kill, and uh, yeah, he'll lay some dudes out if need be. So he's one of those guys, kind of the same for D'Lo, too. It's just because I don't want to say Delorier. I feel like I'm fucking his name up. No, you got it, Delorier. Delorier, there we go. But yeah, basically, who I th- we, he asked me, who's coming out of the lineup? And I said, if it was my gut, it tells me Merrill, because I, Merrill plays a similar game, but I think Middleton's stronger almost. It's yeah, just so it's just so tough because Merrill's a great player as well. But you don't take Kulikov off which with how much he gets up in the play. I feel like you have to keep him in there. But I saw some people saying Galagoski, and if you actually think Galagoski needs to get pulled off the ice and needs to be in the press box, I, I got some words for you. Let's, let's just stop it right there. Plus, my, yeah, out of the fucking world with <laughs> Galagoski, and you hear people talking, they need to put him on the I mean, listen, Goligosi is definitely, he's had a rough stretch of uh, yes, the yes. last like month, month and a half or so. I don't think that he's coming out. I will say, I'm looking at the roster sizes right now. Um, Jacob Middleton is 20 pounds heavier than the next biggest defenseman. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's in our lineup guy. Like this big it, point. It, he's going to make the lineup for sure. Um, I think because we definitely, I don't think with Bill, how Billy G approaches his trades, he hates rentals. So, you know, he definitely wants to resign this guy. And the cheapest way to do that is by taking him Playing and making him. sure that he's a <laughs> restricted free agent, which means he's going to be in the lineup. So I think that there is going to be basically that third pairing. And I've seen a lot of people say we should put him up with um, Spurgeon, which like not opposed to. Um, especially with, I'd almost say with goose. I I don't know about that. Cause like goose has been pretty tough, but, um, he's just more offensive. I like that pairing. Just cause I I like that pairing too. I don't know if I don't really want to break that up, but what I think is going to wind up happening is it's going to be Merrill on the bottom, uh, on the bottom pairing. And then one of, 
Kulikov, Merrill, Ben, just rotating in based on the night. I don't mind that either, to be honest with you. No, I mean, we've he's got already been in the playoffs as an asset too. He's, isn't he a bigger guy? Yep. He's, he's uh six, two, he's one inch shorter and 25 pounds lighter than, uh, than Middleton. He's, holy shit. He's 25 pounds lighter. Uh, he's got, he's two twenty though, isn't he? At least. Uh, Middleton is listed at 6'3", 219. Uh, Jordy Ben is listed at 6'2", 196. It's not that big, honestly. It's not that big. Listen. He was a bigger guy. Listen, I am 6'2", 6'3", on a good day. 225, 250, somewhere in that range. We don't need need to divulge that specific information. Point being, I'm bigger than... I would be the biggest guy in the wild not named Jordan Greenwood. Hockey players in general are not big. Yeah. But... Middleton absolutely is a monster on the ice and he can throw some dudes down. Uh, So that, that physicality is going to be very useful for this team. Can he drag dudes out of the crease like our boy D'Lo, which might've been (laughs) things of last night. So that's not the next trade from a timeline standpoint, but I want to talk about that anyway. That was absolutely hysterical. Nick, Nick Delorier. He absolutely laid a hammer on, uh, I want to say it was Marcia. So earlier in the game, he scores a goal on his like first or second shift of the, of the, of like joining the wild. And then, uh, late in the game, he, it's like a, a post play scrum, uh, wild bill Carlson from Vegas, like falls down after trying to get a <laughs> shot off. And, and he just, just like, sits there. In the He's just sitting I've, there. I've never seen anything like this in my life. He the didn't Lord even get care. He's just like getting dragged out straight face. He's like, what is happening? Delorier grabs him by the jersey and the pads and pulls him along like a dog. <laughs> kind of like, like Dumba did to fucking Marshand. It other was day. it was so funny. I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. And, you know, then, of course, uh, you know, fake tough guy Alex Petrangelo yeah. tries to be, you know, take exception to it. And Deloria is just like, what? Yeah, he's like, oh, you're going to fight me? Yeah, okay. So if you didn't love Nick Delorier then. In his debut? If you didn't love him, if you didn't, even if even if you had gotten to the point, you're like, ooh, I don't know. We gave up a third round pick for him. That's kind of a steep price for this guy. He doesn't really score. And then he scores. And you're like, okay, well, it's kind of a steep price still. I don't know. Who, you know, who knows what that third round pick oh, would be. I don't, dude, fuck. And then if you get to that point and you see him drag Wild Bill Carlson out of the crease, literally drag him, and that like doesn't do it for you. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to be honest with you, this, oh my God, you just see these people complaining about the price. Oh, he doesn't score. I saw, I, Oh God, if I remember the, yeah. he, uh, he posted, he's like, these stats are supposed to get me excited for uh, Nick Delorier. And I was so badly wanted to quote and be like, if you think the wild traded for Nick Delorier because of his scoring and his stats, I don't know what to tell you, and you probably just don't understand hockey. <laughs> I, I, it it yeah. wasn't when they traded for him. You can complain about the price <laughs> for some some what they they draft uh, uh, Tanner Larson in the third round with uh, you know ninety sixth pick of the twenty twenty two draft. Like, dude, they, yeah. they, they have a top three prospect pool. Okay, so they already got a bunch of guys in the wings waiting to come up here a third round pick for a dude that's going to absolutely bring the energy and just bring the toughness and grit in your bottom six, an absolute necessity in the playoffs, whatever. Here's a third round. And that's my opinion. If it turns into a first for flower, 
I don't give a shit. I really could care less. That means we're in the Western Conference Finals. The pick is going to be 28 in the first round. Who knows who mm-hmm. it be? It, I don't know, man. I, I'm all for going for it. He he lost a couple draft picks. Ooh, Not maybe. barely. That's a yeah, thing. barely. <laughs> so okay, so um, let's uh, let's let's do the flower the flower trade next. To me, the flower trade has two components, and the first part of that component is Jack McBain. Jack McBain mm-hmm. famously said, "I'm not going to sign here," and Billy G said, "Okay, cool. Fuck you. You're going to Arizona, where yeah. you will play That's in." where you, Mr. Boston College Superstar, are going to play in an arena that is smaller than the one you currently play in. Um, <laughs> and they still won't fill it. So here's... No, no, no. And Well, with opposing teams' fans. Jack McBain will definitely play in Arizona. They, I'm sure he... I, I, you know what? Listen, um, this it turns into an all-around net positive because now the Wild have Vancouver's second-round pick. And Vancouver, not making the playoffs. That's a top... 40 ish pick, you know, top 50 for sure. Top like four. It's going to be in like the 40, like the, you're like, flirting with top 40. Flirting it's going to be in like the, well, there's 32 teams. So that's bad math, but it's top 50 for sure. But you're going to be in like that, like 40 to 45, 50 range. Um, that's, you know, right where we got, uh, right, we got Jack Pert, Jack so Pert, Damon Merit, Hunt, who's Nadiva, maybe. Uh, he might was have been a little, little bit 37, but yeah. still, yeah. yeah but listen, might. wasn't that Nikita, Nikita? Chikarov or whatever, the, the guy that a lot of Wild fans were looking at, the Russian, Nikita is something. He was drafted in the 40s by Winnipeg. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah. So Actually, anyway. that might be completely wrong, so don't. I, I don't know. This, but um, <laughs> That's yeah. just me kind of going off memory, but I'm pretty I, sure up there. Lying if I said I knew. Point yeah. being, it's going to be Vancouver second, which is definitely going to be higher than the Wild second. So now, when the Wild trade their own second, for, and uh, for Marc Andre Fleury, with the condition that if they make it to the, the Western, Conference, Western finals. Conference Finals and Fleury has four wins in the playoffs, it becomes a first round pick. So, okay, so the Wild are either trading pick 29, 30, 31, 32, or a second round pick that would be later than the second round pick they just got yeah. for Jack McBain. Cool. I yeah. <laughs> sign me the hell up. That's exactly why he did it. And that's exactly why Billy Guerin maneuvered and that's exactly why he's a deadline hero he was he was wheeling and dealing on that deadline man he absolutely was, he and had a deal for cocking in a place before he even got to or before he got flower he got flower and all of a sudden he's like all right let's go slide this piece here he was playing chess and everyone else was playing checkers it was it was, it was terrific a- um and listen so much fun um billy g hops on <laughs> Billy G hops on uh, one of the trade shows. I forget which one. Wasn't it, it was, TSN? You, I think it was the those? TSN one. Yeah. And they said, oh, was it hard for you to give up Jack McBain? He's such a promising young player. And he goes, yeah, not really. He doesn't want to be here. So, like, we don't really want him either. He was like, no. <laughs> Didn't he say just flat out say no, not really? He's yeah. flat out saying. And then he, like, pauses for a beat. And he goes, well, you know, uh, probably. <laughs> probably Dude. should. Probably should feel a little bit, but I, I don't know. I mean, he, uh, I love it. I he, he knew no, he was going to crack the lineup here, and he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't, and and he knew it. He probably would have made it this year. He probably would have cracked the lineup because, like, he's a good strong center. Uh, he probably would have been a contributor. But then next year, you know, all of a sudden he's fighting for a roster spot, and like, you know, yeah. he seems he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to be like a second line center guy. You know, yeah, he's really he's a good player. 
Um, yeah, he'll play for Arizona. And he'll probably play well for them, too. Like, good, yeah. you know. Uh, good on him. Wants to play. I, whatever. Listen, um, easy to say now, but I certainly wish him zero ill will, especially because he brought us the flower, who is yeah. – I, I'm very on the record. Uh Probably my favorite not wild player ever. Uh, definitely my favorite. Well, yeah, he's wild definitely goalie. my favorite goalie. One of one of my favorite. Sure. One of my favorite players of all time. Not just currently, but like all time ever. Like I love him. Um, you know, I it was I, surreal I, seeing him yesterday. Even warming up, it was just so like I didn't even know how to explain. I was sitting there, jaw on the floor when he was doing the. You know, they're just shooting at him. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever. He was, he was just looked happy to be here too. Yep. He's so happy. He's just like, yes, look it's, at him. seriously. It's so exciting. I yeah. am absolutely just beyond thrilled that Mark Andre Fleury is a member of the Minnesota Wild and and is is it's like it's just it's crazy. It, it, it's it's it is nuts. It's, it's I, hard I to almost like... don't believe it still. Like, you know, at this point, like I, I put a tweet out that was basically like, you know, I hope he plays on Thursday because like, I really want to see this. Right. Um, I, I don't know if I'll believe it until I see it. And, um, you know, big, big, uh, big snaps to um, shoot. Who was it that switched numbers? Uh, was it Galagasi or Kulikov? Kulikov. Kulikov. Yeah. So big uh, ups to Kulikov for just like, he sees, he sees uh, the Marc-Andre Fleury's coming in and he goes, Oh, I'm wearing 29. Yeah, I probably probably don't want to wear that anymore. Um, I'll be was it now number seven? I think. Yeah, he's number seven. Yeah, he's like I'm good. I'll just I'll just not be. I'll just not be number 29 just because Mark Andre Fleury's come this way. Well, meanwhile, right. <laughs> in, in, meanwhile in baseball, you have rumors that Josh Donaldson tried to buy number 20 from Eddie Rosario for the price of a Lamborghini, and, and this idiot said no. And Rosario says no. So like. like Hockey's a different sport, man. It's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we've got Flurry in the red and green, and I cannot wait to see it. Um, which leads us to the final trade of the trade deadline uh, for Tyson Jost. And the reason that I'm laughing is because he is colorblind, so he has no idea that the Wild wear red and green. Um, <laughs> he's a good yeah. player. He really is. He uh he's got one more year of term uh at two million dollars, which like we talked about it, it was Joe's for Sturm straight up hockey trade as the as the experts say. Um, it's proof again that Billy G hates rentals. Sturm is a pending uh UFA. He is a pretty good player who has been until until very recently had been on this like crazy upward trajectory, and. You know, he's had a bit of a slump the last like month and a half or so, but he's still a good player and, you know, he'll, he'll do really well in Colorado, honestly. Um, yeah, he'll fit, he'll fit there. He'll fit there very well. I'm sure he'll do really well. I hope he gets himself a lot of money that, uh, you know, this off season so that, uh, Colorado can't afford to keep him back. I really, really would love to see that. <laughs> yeah. I hated seeing any former wild player play, uh, in Colorado. I do too, but um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, we've, we've already touched on Tyson Jost uh, a little bit. Um, good player. He's got some grit. He's also a really good PKer, um, which yep. is great because the Wilds PK, I don't know if you noticed, um, horrible been, for, yeah, for uh, the last month and change. It was sitting at 65% since the all-star break, which is, oh, whoo. 
That's uh, dead good. last by a wide margin. It's um, very, very good. That's what you like. See, <laughs> since since uh, since Jost and Delorier have been added to the lineup, um, the PKs look better. Uh, and then, of course, Monday's game against the Vegas Golden Knights, the Wild pitch a three nothing shutout, and of Cam Cam Talbot looks terrific. He's uh, looked good. Lately. He's looked he's looked good the last couple starts, but then this game he really stepped it up another notch. Um, so you know, snaps to Cam Talbot. Wild are weird, man. It's like they were on that like weird seven game. It almost felt like a losing streak, but they won one in the middle, so it wasn't quite like a seven game. Yeah, streak. it was more like three and four. But it, and then you look, and it's like they're five and one in their last six, and you're like, wait, what? When did that happen? What? Yeah, they what? they've got that points. Happen. They've got yeah, points in six of seven. And earlier the uh, earlier this it's morning, weird. yeah, earlier this morning, Billy G was on uh, serious and serious NHL radio. I almost said NFL. That would have been funny. It was a fun interview. If you um, want to go look it up, I'm sure that serious NHL posted it somewhere. What the show was called? It was the morning show, which I think is called like the drive in. It's Gord something and Scott something. Um, it's a good time. They, uh, you know, they they do they do good work. And uh, I didn't know that Billy G was going to be on. And then all of a sudden, I heard uh, hear PA's electric call of the Delorier goal, and uh, I was like, oh, this okay, right, here's going to be interesting, I guess. And <laughs> Billy G, they asked him about that skid that we were just talking about, and he says, and I quote. You know, sometimes you think you're better than you are and you start playing different. And that's what happened to us. But then the last four or five games, I think we kind of woke up and remembered how to play our game. Yeah, well, I mean, it really didn't look like Minnesota Wild Hockey at all for a week. week and More than a week. It was almost a month. Yeah, it did not feel like Minnesota Wild Hockey. And I'm glad they flipped it around here. They look like to be on the right stretch. But I don't yeah, know. No. I'll be in the building on Saturday, so looking forward to getting fucking fired up, man. Because I'll tell you what, I was in for the Cup Snake game. We played Arizona, who was like bad at the time. I think they oh, might yeah. have had like what four, five, six wins. I, it was single digits, and the Wild had like twenty something. Yeah. But it was electric in there, man. It was like the place was buzzing. They had this dude like ripping off his shirt and there's another shirt on underneath. And like he was kept popping up in other like places around the arena and everyone started cheering. He's like giving away free shirts to everybody. I'm like, how many shirts does this guy have on? But like, <laughs> it was nuts, dude. It, it's in, the atmosphere is crazy in the X. Um, this team just, it's just a weird team. It's a weird feeling for us Minnesota fans to watch a team and just consistently the reason that losing streak felt so horrible was because we expect this team to win on a daily basis. We watch yeah. them, it's like you tune in and you're thinking they're going to win the game every time they're down two goals in the third with three to go. You're still thinking in your head, they're going to pot two with the empty net and force overtime and win. And that's, and that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. just what you want. And that's the team Billy G is built and in Billy, we trust, man. I mean, this is, we're in for a fun stretch of hockey. Yeah, we absolutely are. The rest of this season is going to be absolute chaos uh, for sure. The Wild currently sit third in the Central uh, behind, uh, or second in the Central actually, uh, just ahead of say. Nashville. Although this all could change based off of uh, how tonight's games go. 
because uh, the Blues are playing right now, and I forget who they're playing. I just remember that they are. And um, anyway, uh, the Wild are uh, point uh, or tied points wise with the Predators and are a point ahead of the Blues um, with two games in hand on Colorado and Nashville, and tied in games with uh, St. Louis and Dallas. <clears throat> Um, at this point, Winnipeg is probably out of it for this year. And so, you know, I mentioned last week that our record against playoff contending teams in the central pretty bad. Well, this is, uh, this is going to be a week that we can start to, uh, fix that. We only have one game against the central, but we do have four games between now and the next time that we're uh, going to be hitting your airwaves. Three very winnable ones. Four, four, three very winnable ones, and one that is going to be a very fun one to check out. The, uh, the first, first one is this game uh, is Thursday Thursday night home game against Vancouver. It's Bruce Boudreaux's first time back at the XL Energy Center uh, as a head coach. Our guy PA once again on the radio call. So go check out our pals over at K Fan uh, for that for that game. That's more a very than likely, game. more than likely, Mark Andre Fleury's debut. But I don't oh, want. To. Please, I actually I hope it's not because, like I said, I'll be in the building on Saturday. I hope it's Saturday. What do you mean? I hope I'm there. Oh, that's true. Actually, Mark I can, I I have we have dinner plans on Thursday, and I am trying very hard to convince our dinner plans to not uh, yeah isn't it just it's interesting man because like any other day you'd be like ah yeah whatever dinner's fine your favorite team trades for someone like this and you're like ah, my favorite team trades for my favorite player and right I was like, yeah well, di- I, like, dinner's at our house so i was like all right okay. i'm just gonna have this on in the background <laughs> <laughs> as you're in the other room you just yeah you guys have fun yeah hey um that Super on the couch game. laying down, drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what? 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 Yeah. I'm just watching Listen, the wild. Super, super winnable game. Um, Vancouver was kind of sellers at the deadline, but mostly didn't really do anything. And I am not going to, we're not going to predict scores on this anymore because the last time no. we did that, this whole fucking shit started. So yeah, we're not I doing that again. Scores. Um, Saturday, you mentioned it. You're going to be in the building. I am not. Um, but it is, uh, it's going to be a great time. We play the Columbus Blue Jackets and before the game at 530, uh, 5.30 p.m. at the Eagle Street Grill, 10K is going to be hosting a pregame party. Zooch will be in attendance. I again. will be there uh, and you can try to beat me in a pint chugging contest. I promise you, you will not, but you can try. If there's anything that anybody that would enter a pint chugging contest wants to hear to motivate them, it's that they can't beat somebody else. <laughs> hey. You want to try. Now, you want to know someone you won't beat in a pint chugging contest, and this might actually surprise you. You've met a, you haven't met him in person, but you've interacted a few times. Andrew Lansman. That oh. dude, I, I actually think I have that video. I have to go. Uh, he's actually coming over this weekend. But uh, I'll have him send me the video. There's a video of me and him because I was getting cocky. I'm like, no way. He beats me from a previous, I think it was our two-year bash downtown. Yeah. He whooped my ass, man. He chugged that beard. <sighs> One and a half, two seconds. It was crazy. Damn. Yeah, that guy can absolutely fucking finish beers, but I no, would you'd love to see it. Want to challenge me? You love to see it. <laughs> um, the uh, then after that uh, Sunday, we have a back to back against Colorado. 
Um, the avalanche that is going to be the real test. Um, tough on a back to back, but I'd like to, I honestly, I take it back. I want Mark Andre Fleury to go on Thursday, Talbot Saturday, Fleury Sunday against the abs. Cause that's, Hey, that's going to be a playoff preview right there. You want to see these yeah. teams fully healthy. Both of them got their guns. I'd like to see Fleury in the net for that one to see what the preview of a seven game series would look like, especially with the X absolutely rocking you know it would be. Yeah, no, it's going to be insane atmosphere. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, Tuesday, which will be the next time that uh, we'll be recording, but before our episode actually drops, home uh, against the Flyers. Philly and Gritty are coming to town, as well as Chuck Fletcher, Mike Yo, and I would say uh, our good pal Jerry Mayhew, but he got shipped off to Anaheim. So Torchetti, don't forget about the torch. Oh yeah. Torch is there too. Uh, so basically there. Minnesota, but East is, yeah. um, is coming to St. Paul. Should yeah, be talk about game. a letdown after, uh, after having such a big playoff atmosphere, you know, just a huge playoff preview, big tilt at the barn. And then you get to play the flyers on a Tuesday. That is my trap game of the mm. four right there. I think they're going to be ready to roll on Thursday, a couple of days off. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good point. I think they're going to be ready to roll, but I think Sunday's the real test. Obviously, they're going to come out ready to roll. Like I think these next three games are, you know, high energy. You're getting Middleton on Thursday. You're getting Flurry, kind of the first game, huge energy game. You know, Saturday night. Obviously, you're going to be high energy. Then you got a playoff preview, and then you got the Flyers. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're like, woo, fired up after that huge high. It, it would even scare me even more if they win a very like intense game. Against, yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't like a three-two late goal. You know, I don't know. I just see that as a trap game. I don't want to say they're going to lose outright because we have done a good job at beating teams we should beat. But that would be a trap game in my opinion that I could picture them losing. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, wish I hadn't thought that, but uh, here we go, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, man, I got to give a... Got to tell them... The whole story, you know? Yeah, 100%. we got to give the whole story here. We got to end the episode the same way we end every episode, with our wild takes. I have a particularly spicy one, and one that nobody's going to be able to predict uh, until it comes out of my mouth. Um, but, Zooch, do you want to go first? Um, yes. My wild take is every single Minnesota uh, sports team will make the playoffs this season. The Vikings hasn't, ha- hasn't happened in, uh, five or six years. Twins. Twins. I think they've made the moves they needed to make to be competitive this season. And I don't think they're done. I think they get another starter. So whoever that may be, I think the wolves are obviously making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> They're practically a lock. They're uh, just our beautiful, beautiful wolves this season. We love them very much. Um, the Wild essentially locked in for the playoffs. Vikings, very exciting move today with Zadarius Smith. Well, today as we record, yesterday as you're listening. And I don't think they're done either. I think they're going to get a very good player in the draft. Maybe Sauce Gardner, if that's the case. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. because Well, I'd we know they won't need maybe. a pass rusher. Oh, they absolutely won't. Daniil Hunter and Zedary Smith are going to torture the NFC North, and Aaron Rodgers is probably pissing his pants now. It's like, oh, God, those two? On oh, the I end- hope so. 
Oh God. He's, he remembers that sack where remember, you remember the, the Daniil Hunter coming around the edge. And it looked like he dove from five yards away and just tackled him. Throw him to the ground, baby. And you got that from one side and then Zadarius Smith bull rushing and putting people on their back on the other, like good luck. But yeah, good, good and, luck and, to and, opposing and the loons as well. Oh yeah. How are the loons? I should I, say, I think they're, they're good, right? I mean, I always see people bitching about them, but that's Minnesota sports. You know, and just people bitch for to bitch, but I don't, I think they're good. I thought they were, they acquired some people too last off season that I'm not a soccer guy, but sounded good. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. But um, yeah, I think they they will too because I know they made it last season. I believe they yeah. uh they last have couple. two two wins and two draws. They're so really- yeah, they haven't lost yet. Yeah, that's true. They've uh, played four games. They've only scored four goals, but um. And I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes it's all these men's sport, men's sport because yeah. The, listen, the Lynx are, are kicking ass. The Whitecaps yeah. are kicking ass, which is it's just normal for them. Okay, we may not talk about them all the time, but it's just normal for the women of Minnesota to just kick ass and sports. We should we should do a, a deep dive on on the uh, the Whitecaps soon. Um, yeah, we can talk about the Whitecaps because they're they're kicking ass, and I think and I'm pretty playoffs... sure their backup goalie follows us on Twitter. One oh, of the sweet stuff. So maybe we could, could have him come on and talk some white caps. Yeah, no, we'd love it. If you, uh, if you're listening to the podcast and, uh, and you know more about the white caps than we do, cause I'm, I kind of, I like kind of follow, uh, the P, uh, PHF, but I'm admittedly not all the way where I need to be. I'm excited. Every time I see something cool happen, I just, they, I just haven't done a great job of, of following yeah. it. So. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you know more about the Whitecaps, hit us up, get on the podcast, come tell us. And, uh, you know, as we say in the South, learn us a few things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So I have, I have a wild take that is, um, going to be a little bit upsetting. Um, and it's all, st- it's all, it all stems from a, 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 a factoid that I learned, uh, while I was writing, uh, an article for 10 K takes MN.com. What a great website. Um, where I, I learned that at the XL Energy Center, Marc-Andre Fleury is a sub-880 save percentage goalie. That's uh, pretty bad, as the kids say. Pretty bad. So I have a theory. I think that Fleury should start every single away game. Cam should start every home game. Um, although I will be I will be honest and, and say, I mean, like the uh, part of me thinks that like that actually, like maybe he just, isn't good at the X, but I think part of it is like, he said it, he said it in his like presser uh, um, after the game, he like spoke to the media and basically said like, Hey, look, w- this is a super cool place to play. And like the fans are really, you know, like, they're into it. They get it. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't played at a place like this in, in a while. Uh, so, you know, I guess shots fired at Vegas. Um, well, yeah. Do you think Vegas fans know anything about hockey? Those guys are more, Nah, but like, you no know, offense, whatever. Vegas fans, if you're listening, but, um, but anyway, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think in, in, until proven otherwise flurry start should start every away game and cam should start every home game, uh, to maximize absolute success. <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, as long as the wild get closer to a cup and even making us, I mean, how cool would it be to just not even make the make the Western conference finals, but get a cup berth this season. Oh my God. That'd be just fantastic. Um, 
I literally have chills just thinking about it. I mean, yeah. And, <laughs> this so, playoff, this this playoff, the first round has got a very different feel than years past. It's it's it feels like the Wild can win a playoff series. Like it, it really it, does. It, it you it feel, expect it, them to win it. It feels like it feels like the Wild can win. Not it really does feel like that Western Conference Final berth like is in play. Yeah. You know, like we very, it's very possible that we actually do give up a first round pick to, uh, to the Blackhawks. And if that's the case, sign me the hell up. Yeah. I'm all for it. And if that doesn't get, you know, if that doesn't make you tingle, feel like the hair on your arm doesn't raise (laughs) just like thinking about the fact that the Minnesota wild could be in the Western conference finals for the first time since 2003, they're the Oh three Oh four season, I guess. Um, right. If that's like, if your heart isn't just like accelerating, just hearing me say that for the first time in 15 years, the wild have potential to make the Western conference finals, you might be dead. Um, yeah, you might want to check your pulse, my friend. So that we're going to leave you with that. You might be dead. (laughs) (laughs) You might be dead. You might be dead, but if you're not dead, as always, thank you for listening to the Wild Takes podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Go give us a follow on any social media at Wild Takes 10K. And make sure to follow the rest of the 10K stuff as well. Uh, we've got a bunch of great podcasts, terrific Twitter accounts, and uh, you know, funny Instagram and TikTok accounts. Um, don't forget to check out the website as well, 10KTakesMN.com. And definitely come by, you know, swing by the pregame party this Saturday at the Eagle Street Grill at 5 30 uh zooch will be there the rest of the guys will be there i think marlo's gonna be there but uh never 100 percent know for sure with him yeah, so i think I marlo's wanna... coming to the game I think yeah i don't want to i don't well. want to promise anything on his schedule because i haven't actually asked him you um, might see shirtless marlo you might but yeah there's a chance that you'll see a uh, shirtless father of uh at least <laughs> his father of two right at least two yeah, I think, I think it's shirtless a, father, glizzy gobbling father of at least <laughs> a shirtless glizzy gladiator gobbling yeah. in front of, you know, his wife and children, potentially, yep. um, potentially, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> potentially, maybe who knows. Um, oh. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. Go ahead. Give us a five star rating and anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And if you are going to give us less than five star rating, just do everybody a favor and just don't give us a rating at all. Thank you so much. Long live the piss <laughs> missile. Let's go wild. Stay safe out there, folks. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Not a big deal. I just hate onions. But the thing is, I like onion rings. I'm weird. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. Eat onion rings, but I fucking hate onions.